0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Welcome to the on Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, this is Ask on Advice Lunch Hour. And um, after, a, you know, I think a one or two week uh, hiatus, um, I want to come back today live and, and talk about um, really what a lot of people on social media and the news are talking about. And that's this subject of immigration. It's the subject really of what needs to be immigration reform. I want to talk about Donald Trump. Um, you know, there's obviously this issue of. Uh, children and families being separated at the border that is a really you know hot topic now and I you know I want to talk a little bit about why I believe that is why exactly why that's such a front page story at this point um and you know my thoughts on that I want to talk about the NFL a little bit um you know it, you know it's been a few weeks since I was live and um I didn't really get a chance to address the uh the whole you know uh, Eagles not going to uh, the White House to meet Donald Trump. Donald Trump uh canceling the you know the, the ceremony that traditionally takes place uh you know at the White House. So I wanna talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about North Korea. That was a major, major development over the last few weeks with the uh this this quote unquote friendship agreement that was signed recently. So I'm gonna talk about my thoughts on that. Um in this uh you know the next uh the latest casualty I'll say of the uh the Me Too movement, Jamie Foxx. I wanna, you know, just kinda of, address my thoughts on that whole situation. I've, I've done shows on Me Too and, you know, sexual harassment and uh, those things, uh, especially around the Bill Cosby situation. Um, but I want to address, you know, just my thoughts on, on on where we stand now with this whole uh, this whole movement. So, uh, and, you know, and then some other things, too, I want to get into. A lot going on, a lot to talk about, so I want to jump right into it. Uh, today's show, as always, is brought to you by Tolbert Relationship Counseling uh eight five five fifty five daydon as well as TRC auto sales and my new book, uh Redefining Greatness, The Virtuous Woman's Guide to Love, uh available a little bit later on this year. So I want to take a minute, um, you know, just to, to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Uh this past weekend um was Father's Day. I had a great, you know, great time myself. Um I went out to the annual Daddy daughter dance uh, here in the Philadelphia and uh, Philadelphia area, and it's produced by uh, Daddy University, and they you know they really do a really good job. If you guys are anywhere in the Philadelphia, Jersey, Delaware, New York area, I would really you know recommend you have you know you're a father, you have a, a daughter of any age. I would say come on out, you know you know, and I'm not I don't, I'm not even affiliated with them in any way, but I just I went last year. I, I had a great time with my daughter. I went this year, had an even better time. Um, it's just a really classy, classy event. The daughters, every single daughter there, all these young women, uh, older, younger, they all had a great time dancing, eating, you know, playing. Um, so, I just, you know, it, and for me, um, yeah, obviously it's a great time for them. But I also think it's important for us as fathers to really show other men who may not be doing the right things in their kids' lives may not be as present as they need to be. Just kind of show them, like, hey, this is this is important. Um, you know, I, I, I like to talk a lot about the role of, of specifically black fathers. You know, we look at just about all the problems. We look at the, the dissolution of the black family. We look at poverty. We look at so many different things. Yeah, we can, you know, sit back, oh, Donald Trump this, the government that, you know, I mean, yeah, we, those things are factors. Yeah, the schools, this and that. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you have to have a strong, uh, masculine, positive male, you know, male figure, father figure in the home. And, and when you have that, typically things tend to go the right way. You know, kids turn out really well. Um, you know, you don't see as much craziness in the household. You know what I mean? Kids aren't standing out on the corner you know, uh pants sagging off their asses, kids you know, daughters aren't sliding down poles when they really have that positive father figure, uh, to, to look at and, and and to be an example to. So just wanna say shout out to all the all the great fathers out there. Um, like I said I had a great time over the weekend and hopefully you guys did too. Um so that's that's that. Um, and real quick and the, the real quick just give a shout out to the founder of uh Daddy University. His name is Joel Austin. If you guys um, you know, have been many of you have uh, been following me for for years. He was one of my very first interviews back in probably year one or two of this show. That was about nine years ago, and uh, maybe even ten years ago. But uh, he, you know, he came on. He was just getting it up and you know, up and running off the ground. And you know, here they are nine years later. Um, you know, still doing it. And uh, you know, so shout out to him and uh, Daddy University. Check them out. Um, also, real quick. You know, we talk, the NBA playoffs, you know, just recently ended. And, um, you know, everyone's talking about LeBron. Where is he going? What's he going to do? What's his next move? You know, and that's all well and good. Um, but I want to give a shout out to LeBron. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a LeBron, you know me, I'm not a LeBron James fan. I don't, um, you know, I like his game. He is a great player. But, you know, there's some other reasons, which I won't really get into today, why I don't really, uh, I'm not a LeBron James fan. I don't really care for him uh but i will say and and i'm not a hater all that said i'm not a hater and I, and i will uh acknowledge um you know positivity when i see it and, and from what i understand lebron james has a uh a a school opening up in akron uh where he's from in ohio and a school for elementary school kids and you know i think that's really positive i mean to to really say hey you know what yeah, I'm probably going to leave you. You know, I left before, I did some other things. I'm probably going to leave again, go out to L.A. or someplace else and play basketball, you know, and that's where I'm just going to move. But to really stay committed to the area and and to invest in these young kids is another – it's just something that we need. It's something that's commendable. I respect them for that, and um, I hope people support it. And and don't let – because, you know, often we look at these celebrities and – you know, we just focus on what the soundbite is, what the headline is. Oh, LeBron James plays basketball, oh, they got swept, oh, this and that. But a lot of, not all, but a lot of these celebrities are doing some really good things. I mean, yeah, they sold their souls for you know fame, fortune, and, you know, that's uh, all that aside, there are some good things that, um, you know, that are coming out of, you know, coming from this money, this, this power, this influence that many of them have. So, you know, that's commendable. Shout out to LeBron James. And even Steve Harvey, people, you, know, you know me from a, you know, relationship standpoint, you know, advice standpoint, you know me, I don't really get down with a lot of that type of advice that even he gives, but I'm not a hater, and I will, you know, say, hey, look, wow, Steve Harvey does do a lot of good in the community. And I think that's okay, you know, and, and that kind of leads me to where I wanna t- what, I, what else I want to talk about today regarding Donald Trump. I mean, we, we, we live in a, a – there there's a lot of negativity out there. All right? One thing, and I'll say this to start off. I said online, whether it's Donald Trump, LeBron James, your ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend, or anything, I said, I can guarantee that you'll be happier in life when you eliminate the hatred and the negativity. You know, I mean, like, what I mean by that is, I mean, just scroll down your newsfeed. You know what I mean? Like, People are really, really, really angry, whether it's this race-baiting stuff that the media does, whether it's Donald Trump politically, whether it's, it could be so many other things, but people are just angry, you know what I mean, angry at at life, angry at the We're seeing a lot more suicides. We're seeing a lot more violence and just negativity, people going back and forth, you know, online threats, I'll fight you, this and that, meet me, like, like it's it's Facebook, like it's it's online, it's social social media. So I, I just want to start by saying that you will be much happier, and, and especially Donald Trump, because I, you know, we live in a society now where the media is using him to to fuel hatred, and if you look at it on an even deeper level, that's that's a satanic, anti God way of living, right? I mean that, but that's the society that we live in. What their goal is is to bring about negativity. Satan's goal is to bring about pain, you know, anguish, heartbreak, despair, depression. And the media, because they live uh, under a satanic agenda, evil agenda. The media, the you know the uh, you know the mainstream media, celebrities, the entertainment world. That's what they're based upon. They're going to use whoever and whatever they can, politics, entertainment, celebrities to bring about negativity and hatred and you know into darkness into your heart into your lives. And so I would just say don't allow the the entertainment industry the the CNN, NBC, MSNBC, Fox News whoever to enter your spirit to the point where everything that they say affects you. Something could come across your news feed right now. The TV could come on right now. And they could say, oh, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that, and people would react. The news says jump. Y'all say how high? I don't, maybe I'm just different. I don't you know, allow the news to affect me in that manner. I darn sure am not going to allow someone like Donald Trump to affect me in that manner the way many people do. I don't, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like when you have a family, when you have a life, you have a wife, you have kids. You have friends and family. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should not be a negative, angry person. You know what I mean? Your status updates every morning on Facebook should not be what the latest on Donald Trump is. That's a fact. And, and, and I'm only saying that because I have a lot of Facebook friends. A lot, I see a lot on, on social media. That's exactly what some people do. Like, every, like six o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, they're talking about Donald Trump. It shouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? One of the things I'll even say this, one of the things that I wish, I really wish, although I'm happy about a lot of things that are happening. Um I'm not happy about some other things that are happening, but I really wish Donald Trump wasn't president. Alright? I, I, not for the reasons that many other people do. But I really wish he wasn't president Because there are a lot of things that are happening right now, okay? We live in a negative world, but there are a lot of positive things that are happening that are really, really, really overlooked and ignored and overshadowed specifically because they are in some way associated with Donald Trump. Have you guys noticed that? Well, probably not because, like I said, they're overshadowed. But just to name a few. I was watching the news. What last week, the week before last, and uh, the, the, the you know the African American woman was, uh, you know, who was on who was serving what life in prison or like that, whatever, however long she was in prison. And uh, Kim Kardashian went to go meet with Donald Trump, and and, and uh, you know he said, okay, I don't know what happened, but as a result of that meeting, he said, look, I'm gonna commute her sentence. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, wow. Here you have, you know, an African American woman with a family, with kids, grandkids, who is now, who otherwise would still be in jail, riding away in a prison for something she did what twenty years ago. And we have a, a one of ours, one of our people, one of our our queens, our women, who is now home with her family. Yes, yeah, she did a bad thing, but you know, in my opinion, she served her time. She did her time. You know what I mean? And that's 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 something that Donald Trump did. That's something that came about as a result of this administration. Now, now, yes, does Donald Trump has some issues. You darn right he does. Does he, does he do some negative things? Absolutely. But that, in and of itself, is positive. Now, I'm not saying everyone feels this way, but I saw literally nothing. On my time, I have a lot of people, I have, you know, a lot of followers different the place, so I see a lot. I saw literally nothing but negativity about this. I, I don't, I, well, I'm not going to say I don't get it because I get it, but it should not be that way. You know what I mean? Like if, if he says, hey, look, this is this is an injustice. Okay, I met with someone. You gave me some good ideas. Yeah, I may not have thought of that. Yeah, I may even have an agenda uh, that that conflicts with whatever you're here trying to talk about. But you know what? I agree. In this moment right now, I'm going to do a good thing. I believe that's to be commended. Now, what I heard was, oh, you know, well, he has ulterior motives. Oh, it's just for the, the, the photo op. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Oh, and guess what? Probably is. Does Donald Trump give a damn about that black woman now? Of course not. He doesn't care about her. Just like he doesn't care about you, he doesn't care about me. I'm not stupid. I don't think that he, quote, unquote, cares. But that in and of itself is positive. You know what I mean? Like that brought a smile to my face. Wow, she's no longer in jail. I don't even like Meek Mill, but I'm like, wow, Meek Mill is now home. Mill now has a – he has a family, he has kids. I don't want to see anybody locked up, you know what I mean, for something that, in my opinion, is not – of a crime that does not necessarily fit the – a punishment that doesn't fit the crime. So that's – I mean, that's one thing. I'm not – you know what I'm saying? I'm not a, a – it's not about, oh, a Trump supporter or this and that. Listen, a Democrat, Republican, all the, – the, the system, I've said this many, many, many times, but for newer listeners who may not be familiar, politics is corrupt this country is corrupt so if you if anyone thinks that the person at the the head of politics anyone who thinks that the president the leader of the free world whoever that may be is not corrupt okay has not done back office deals does not uh, have an agenda that is a lot that is aligned with what Historically, the agenda for the government has been, in regards to our people, if someone thinks that that's not the same, no matter who's sitting in the uh, Oval Office, you don't know politics. Donald Trump is a corrupt politician, okay? Barack Obama is a corrupt politician. This This is nothing that's new. This should not surprise anyone. If you think otherwise, you don't understand how it works. So I just like I like to put that out there because i I say a lot of things about Trump, but to, for for a lot of people, small minded individuals, they think that if you don't if you if you criticize Democrats, you must be a Republican, right? You know what I mean? If if you support the teachings of Jesus Christ, you know, uh, then you must you must be a conservative. "Quote unquote," like I'm not into politics. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't pigeonhole my beliefs into man-made political parties. I'm, oh, I'm a Democrat. I'm a, I don't do that. It's all BS. If you know politics, it's all BS. It's all controlled. It's all fake. It's all for show. All right. But I really wish that Donald Trump wasn't president because a lot of positive things are happening. You know, and and in my and what we have here, we've created an environment. The media has created a, a, an environment where, literally, for at least for the foreseeable future, at least the end of this term, possibly if he gets reelected next term, literally, nothing. There's nothing positive that he can do or this administration can do, and and people, you know, who aren't Trump supporters will look at it as being positive. Donald Trump could wake up tomorrow morning and say, you know what, I'm going to put $20,000 tax-free money into the accounts of every citizen. And, and and I'm not going to say black folk, although I will say black folk. You know what I mean? People, I'll say people, but y'all know I mean black folk and, and others, you know what I mean, will have a problem with that. Some somewhere. oh, he's just doing that. Oh, he's just, it's like, whoa, yo, you you just got 20000 Like, you know, you're not going to say thank you. You're not going to say, like, you know, wow, that's what's up. Yeah, you might not like them, but I just got 20000 people like, You see what I'm saying? Like, that's how people are. What's something else? This something that has gone largely unnoticed. But one of the campaign uh, promises that uh, Trump said he was going to do was he was going to take care of our, veteran, our veterans. And I just saw on the news the other day. Donald Trump signed a bill to expand uh, health care coverage for veterans so they don't just have to go to the VA. Now they can go to regular hospitals and get, you know, better treatment, better, you know, health care. That's amazing. You guys know that like, I think it was like something like eight, eight uh, maybe 22, uh, between eight and 20 veterans kill themselves every single day. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. People are out here fighting for our country. Are killing themselves every single day, and so I I think that's a positive thing. Do I like Donald Trump as a person, but for some no I don't. But for me, for someone, anyone to say, hey look, I'm going to give you expand your health care coverage so you can get better treatment, better mental care. I think that that's I think that that's positive. A lot of people don't know there's a there was a recently a federal task force set up in the Chicago area. To, to specifically address inner-city crime. Now, now, now hear what I'm saying, because a lot of people will, will, are, like you said, small-minded, pigeon, pigeon-minded. They will say, well, you know, you, you, you're defending Donald Trump. You're, you know, listen, you, you know what I'm saying? People aren't listening. What I'm saying is I wish Donald Trump wasn't president. There was someone else president, and that where we could still have all of these things, these positive things being done, so they would not be overlooked because of the negativity that's associated with Donald Trump. I could give a damn about Donald Trump. I just want to see positive things done. I am happy that since Donald Trump has been, been in office, we're not seeing all this transgender legislation. We're not seeing all this gay, you know, all this you know homosexual talk like we saw the last eight years. We're not seeing a lot of this sa- uh, increase of, of satanic uh, rights and, and you know, atheistic rights and things like that. The way we saw in the last eight years. They didn't decorate the White House in, in, in the colors of the LGBTQ XYZ. All that, you know what I'm saying? They're not doing that. You I know, mean, stupid stuff like that that Obama did, and we've seen it in the past. I'm happy we're not seeing all that type of stuff. So, I, but I do wish that there was someone else because I, I'm all about positivity. If we can have more positivity, that's not overshadowed by the media. You mentioned Donald Trump, CNN. Every every little thing they take in and run with it. Watch this. One, one, watch this. You know what I'm saying, like, what about North Korea? Perfect example. This is amazing to me, guys. Like, y'all, I said we we talked about it on social media. There was a a a uh you know a couple months ago when when Donald Trump was going back and forth with Kim Kim Jong Un. Right? And, they, and everybody was like, oh, boy, here we go. Trump is going to take us to war. Oh, he's going to get us bombed, and he's going to do this and this and that. Here we go with Donald Trump. People were, I mean, my timeline was flooded. I remember that. It was like a night when they came to was like, look, I'll bomb y'all right now or something. And they were going back and forth. And Trump was like, yeah, you bomb us. Let's have it. Let's go back. We were People were really scared. They really thought World War III was coming. Everyone was going crazy. Like, I mean, people probably don't even remember it, but even though it was just, like, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, you know what I mean? People are going out of their minds, scared. We're about to be at war. What's that? I mean, although we've been at war with North Korea this whole time, though we've there's been, never been a time that we haven't been at war in the last 20 years. Forget all of that. You know what I mean? Forget the fact but everyone was just going, oh, we're going to war. We're, we, when We've been at war, but never mind that, right? That was just a few months ago. Now, recently, just this last week, Donald Trump went over there and met with the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. And, and, you know, they're shaking hands. They're sitting down. Now, now granted, they're both psychos. Don't get me wrong. Donald Trump is a power-hungry, money-hungry tycoon. Kim Jong-un is a psycho dictator weirdo, looks like a weirdo, you know what I mean? Just overall weird dude, crazy dude. But this, at the end of the day, to function, you have to have relationships. Now, I don't care what the relationship It doesn't have to be a weird best friends, but you have to have a relationship. We have to have a relationship with Russia. We have to have a relationship with China. We have to have a relationship with North Korea, you know, the Middle Eastern countries, Africa. We have to have these relationships, and they have to be somewhat pleasant Otherwise, there is a a realistic threat of nuclear war, you know, and other things that could go wrong. So for us to literally, for the last, I mean, the whole Obama administration, you know, the whole Bush administration, the claims, we've, we've never had a positive relationship, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've never had a positive relationship with North Korea. South Korea, yes. North Korea, I don't believe we've ever had a positive relationship. In fact, there have been times, sometimes more than others, but we've been literally right on the brink of World War III. Get into a war with North Korea because of our allies and because of their allies, that's where you get a world war, not just a war between two countries. You get their their people, our people. It's a world war. Okay? and for us to for for trump to do like I said to go over there that you know and sign they they signed what is what was called what is called a friendship agreement that i don't care listen, I don't care what your political views are I don't care how you feel about donald trump okay that and you and there's no possible way. Anyone can say that that's not a positive thing. Okay, listen to what I'm saying to you. because I couldn't wait to go live today to talk about this. We, I mean, I, whether it's social media, whether it's CNN, everyone is trying to put a negative spin on something that's obviously positive. We just averted an a international crisis. That's positive. How? I mean, How is that? Oh, well, you know, Kim Jong-un is going to play us. He's not serious. He's crazy. He's going to reneg Like, yo, how negative are you? Remind me not to go to the casino and sit at the table with you. You know what I mean? Like, you you, you just bad. You're giving all types of bad energy. You stay away from me with that negativity. You know, and, and you know, who knows what's going to happen? But it's like I mean not to use the, keep using the gambling analogy, but you don't go into a casino expecting to lose if you do, don't go with me right don't 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 you know go to church ex- expecting not to get a blessing you know like that's not a positive way of think and maybe it's just because I'm a glass half full type of person, you know I don't look for negative things to happen. I try to see the positive. That's a positive thing, going over to North Korea, signing a, a friendship agreement with someone who's historically been our enemy? I, you know, I don't know. I, I saw the news, you know, Meek Mill is out. He's doing all this stuff. His whole thing is prison reform, this and that. Okay, cool, criminal justice reform. Great, that's wonderful. But my thing is this. He's saying, Oh, nah, I'm not going to go meet with Donald Trump. Well, it's like, okay. Well, well, why not? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like this is someone who has executive powers. You know, everything, you know, some things yeah, you, you know, to make certain change you got to go through Congress and have bipartisan support for, you know, in the legislation. But other things, basically wave his magic wand and do. Any president, there's certain things he can just do. And I'll get to the the border stuff in a minute. But if you say you're serious about bringing about certain change, there are certain executive powers that any president has that can at least be, you know, he can put a policy into effect that will at least be good for the, for that term, if, you know, and unless another president overturns it, it will stay that policy. So for him or anybody to say, oh, I'm just not going to meet with this president, to me, that's you know, first of all, that's stupid. Two, that shows you're not serious about change, okay? It just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not logical. You don't have to like someone to bring about change. That's one of the reasons why I, I like what Chrisette Michelle did. That's one of the reasons why I like what Steve Harvey did when he sat down and met with Steve, uh, with, with Donald Trump about how to uh, bring about some change in the inner city. You don't, he doesn't, you don't have to like Donald Trump, but to sit down and say, hey, look, this is a problem. What's the best way to fix this problem? You know? There, listen, this is where it gets really hypocritical about our people. We are some of the most hypocritical people I've ever seen in my life. There are people out here hanging out, not, not just meeting with and being around or live with or live around, but actively friends with killers, robbers, scammers, drug dealers, gangbangers. But those same, I'm doing friends. Like you have a cookout, those people come. Problem, that's who you call. Actual criminals, but let someone mention Donald Trump's name. They say, oh, nah, I'm, I not I wouldn't meet with him. I wouldn't sit down and have, have lunch with him, or have a business meeting with him to bring about some change in the inner city, or to try to figure out criminal justice reform or immigration." Reform. I'm, I'm just not even going to go to the meeting. But you'll have lunch with, and your baby shower is, is, is you know, actual scammers. If that's not the epitome of hypocrisy. I don't know what it is. I mean, we're a hypocritical race. You know what I mean? And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just keeping it honest. I hate that it's like that, but we are, we we are one of the most hypocritical people, the African-American community. One of the reasons why Bill Cosby is is in the situation that he's in is because he spoke about the hypocrisy that exists within our own communities. We'll talk about Black Lives Matter, but support musicians and artists that come out with music that glorifies violence. Some of the most requested uh, music and songs on the radio glorify sex, drugs, gangs, and violence, but yet black lives matter. That is the epitome of hypocrisy. People say, I, don't, I can't stand Donald Trump because he's racist. But y'all out here calling people spicks and, you know this and that, and you know what I mean like come on, Japs, and you know all types of you know towel heads, all types of racial slurs. But Donald Trump is racist, and and what are what are we? What are we when we do similar things? When we make similar racial slurs, what does that make our people? And I just said we got to stop the hypocrisy. You don't like Trump, fine, but don't be as bad as Trump. You know one of the things that we're experiencing is is unprecedented. Media bias. I said online, if if Obama or Hillary Clinton was in office or Bill Clinton was still in office and one of them orchestrated a quote-unquote friendship agreement with North Korea, they'd be given the Nobel Prize. First, first listen. Barack Obama already was given the Nobel Prize Prize before he was even elected president. Indeed, I mean, I would just really let that sink in for a minute Let that sink in for a second Because Obama done? And this isn't a knock against Obama You know, but really I mean, And I'm just asking, what what has he done To warrant Being awarded The Nobel Peace Prize Before I mean, I'm talking about Before he was even president That's amazing to me So but so I mean, Just this Really, I mean, I don't care how you feel about Trump and everything, but just think, from an intellectual standpoint, imagine if oh, if, you, if you saw on TV, how would you feel? How would everybody be talking right now if Obama sat down and met with Kim Jong-un and, and orchestrated a friendship agreement? Just imagine the praise and the accolades and the awards that he would have been given. Just let that let that sink in for a minute. We can't imagine it because it hasn't happened, but really if you think about you got right now anyone listening within the sound of my voice is like, wow, he's right. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's yo, imagine that. People would be like, you know, elevating him like he was Jesus or something. They already do, but you know what I mean? Even more so. I mean, even Clinton. Clint Hillary, listen, Hillary Clinton was the Secretary of State and she didn't even make any progress with, with North Korea. Just let like that sink in. You don't know about the Secretary of State. That's their job is international affairs, right? Now, the Clinton Foundation made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in profit while she was Secretary of State. You know what I mean? That, that happened, but no actual progress with our enemies took place. You know how how you make millions and millions and millions of dollars from a nonprofit organization while you're Secretary of State? You know that's that's beyond me, but you see how that goes. But just imagine that. Now, what's his name? Um, uh, what's it? Robert De Niro. You know, comes out at the Tony Awards. F F F uh, F Donald Trump. It's like, wow, okay. Now I said online, I said, imagine if 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 somebody, you know what I'm saying, said that about Obama, what would happen? How bad would that have been? Right? What would have happened then if, you know, somebody in that of that stature, that celebrity status came out and said, F Obama. Oh, he's a racist, oh we don't we're not gonna support his movements, we're not gonna do this and that. But because it's Trump, it's a it's okay. And I'm just saying, let's let's get away from the Hypocrisy. That's all. I don't care. Listen, y'all know me. I don't care about politics. I'm not a political person. I'm not one of these people that's out here, all oh, Democrats, Republicans. I, 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 have a problem, and that's probably an understatement. But I have a major problem with with media bias and propaganda, especially you know from the from the from the mainstream media. I come up from a, I came up in a time where it was different. You had people like Tom Brokaw, Dan Rather, Peter Jennings coming and reporting the actual news. There wasn't all of this propaganda. Yeah, there was some. Yeah, you know, the government always is going to influence the media to a certain extent, but it was like it wasn't like it is now. You could, you know what I mean? Like, every, you turn on your TV, everyone is liberal. There, it's biased. There's no, there's. It's not news anymore. It's opinion. It's it's swaying the opinions of people. Everything, whether it's Jimmy Kimmel, you know, uh, uh, you know, David Letterman, all these late night, every single joke that uh Comedy Central, uh, John Stewart and his replacement Trevor Noah, like all these. It's all. Bash Trump, Bash Trump, Saturday Night Live, and I'm not like I said. That's why I said I'd rather him not even be in office. I'd rather just be somebody totally different. That way we could really see what's what. You know what I mean? We can really see where we stand with some of these policies, with with, with these laws, with the real issues, without you know having to associate Donald Trump's name to it, because that just brings the automatic negativity to it. It would be without even looking at the actual issues. I'd rather he just, you know, I wouldn't be opposed for him just to resign and we get some – I wanted Marco Rubio to win, to be honest with you. But, you know, that's what I – I can't wait to see what happens going forward. Let's talk about this whole uh, immigration uh, situation. Everyone is talking about, you know, families being separated at the borders. And and, Like I said, because I I see a lot, I watch the news, and I see things. I haven't seen anyone talking about it from the perspective that I'm about to approach it, and that's why I want to talk about it. One of the things that you have to understand is that just because, first of all, I want everyone to, before we even go into that, let's look at the timing of everything. I mean, I don't know if you guys pay attention to this type of stuff, but I, I went to school for this type of stuff. And a lot of times that's what they do. It's called deflection. There's a lot of different names for it that are used in the journal, journalistic community. But when you want to, when something happens, okay, and, and whatever the agenda is, if what happened is not in line with, the, with that particular agenda, then either they focus on another news story and make that front-page news to distract from the actual, the, the real news. Or, in many cases, they create the story. They create the narrative. You know, and that's what's happening here. Listen, and you really just have to look at how this whole I mean, Just really ask yourselves from a logical, intellectual standpoint. There have been all type border issues, um, immigration issues, for as long as I can remember, okay, like, this, listen, none of this is new. I want you guys to hear what I'm saying. Everything sounds like it's new, but none of this is new. There's always been a border problem. There have always been people sneaking over. Do so you guys, I mean, the government has been separate. We're not even going to talk about slavery, all right? Forget slavery Right for right now. We're not even going to talk about that. But listen, there are kids coming over here on the border being taken from their parents and sold immediately into slavery, you know, into prostitution rings, okay? That stuff happens, been happening. When's the last time you turned on CNN and you saw a story about, a little, you know, little 13-year-old girls, 12-year-old girls, 10-year-old girls being sold into prostitution rings that were brought here from other countries and, and separated from their families and sold into, as, and now they're sex slaves. I'm not talking about the movie Taken. I'm talking about real life. When's the last time you turned on CNN and heard anything about human trafficking? Sex slaves, prostitution rings. I'm not talking about the AKs down, I mean, down, down south, but that whole process. I'm talking about actual little girls. That stuff happens. Every single day, and has been happening every single day for as long as I can remember. This is what I'm saying to you. I'm talking about whether it's Mexico, care where it's from, international little girls, you know, and boys separated from their families and sold into slavery. That stuff happens every single day, but you don't turn on the CNN news and see that. Being reported, right? Ask yourself if you think this is a coincidence. Literally, not a week after. I mean, it might have even been a couple of days after, but not a week after a historic meeting, sit down meeting with Kim Jong Un. The very next big story that we see on CNN is is, is kids, Mexican kids, excuse me. I thought it was a little dry. It's these Mexican kids being sold, being separated from their families at the border, and it's Donald Trump's fault. I mean, literally, a few days later, not a week later. I mean, I follow this stuff. That's how you have to. And that's, listen, that isn't one of the oldest techniques and tactics in the book, if you want to, because that is major. That was positive. That was historic. How can we do this? How can we – Donald Trump is – getting. people are talking about Nobel Peace Prize. People are giving him props for this. How did he do it? They're like, they couldn't believe it. So in order to get to – keep this – the money train rolling, the Donald Trump money train, say, so what do you mean Donald Trump money train? The Donald Trump money train, every time you say his name, it's a headline. Every time you say his name, it, it translates into advertising dollars. It's clickbait. How can we do – we don't want – a positive Donald Trump, you know, their approval ratings are inching up, but a positive Donald Trump is not marketable. We don't like that. we got to keep the negativity going. How do we do it? Well, let's just show something that's been going on. Let's make this a big deal. I want people to understand what I'm saying to you, and this is horrible. Let me just be clear about this. I saw it. Separating kids, I don't want to make a mistake, Separating kids from their families is horrible, okay? That's horrible. That should not be done. That's a horrible policy that's been in place long before Donald Trump was in office, long before. But however long, it is a horrible, horrible, horrible policy. It's a horrible law. Even if you're going to detain a family, even if you catch somebody sneaking across the border, okay, we got to detain you. You're here illegally. Keep the families together. Don't separate them. Don't do not do that, okay? But this is not anything that's new. This was a media-created uh, headline that they said, all of a sudden, we are going to make this a thing. We are going to make this a front-page story to distract the people from everything else that's going on. People are no longer talking about North Korea. I want people to understand how the magnitude of how big that North Korea thing was, how 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 important it is. Okay, we are no longer talking about that, and haven't been talking about it for the last two weeks. That is not by coincidence. And I I am passionate about this because again I am I've been in the media for twenty over twenty years. You understand that. I take this. I went to school for this as a little seventeen, eighteen year old kid. You know, I've always studied, studied the media. I've always loved it. I've always taken it seriously. So to see what's what's become a perversion of the mainstream media, like I used to want to do that. You guys understand what I'm saying? I used to, I went to school for broadcast journalism. I wanted to be the reporter out there bringing the news. That's what I grew up wanting to do. So to see these people manipulating the news and perverting the news, no, that doesn't mean oh Daydon Tolbert is a Donald Trump supporter. No, I just can't stand media bias. Destroys my soul to see that. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but it's like I can't sit back and not talk about it. Okay? But absolutely, kids being locked up, kids being separated from their families, listen, that's been going on a long time. And and what one of the things you have to understand and this should really go without saying I watched. First of all, I watched every single uh, presidential debate. Okay, I'm. I'm in, I was into that. Like I watched the Republican primary debates. I watched the Democratic primaries. I watched the actual debates. For, you know, it's the Trump versus Clinton. I watched every single debate. You know, and everybody was like, oh, "I ain't watching that shit." I was watching it. My wife will tell you, yo, I was up to eleven o'clock down there in my little man cave watching it. And, you know, just because I like, I don't just like to talk, I, oh, I don't like Donald Trump, I don't like this guy, I don't like that. No, nah, I want to actually hear from their mouth. I'm not going to watch CNN the next day, you know, oh, what did he say? Let me turn on CNN so they can spin what he said. Let me turn on Fox News so they can, Clinton no, nah, I want to hear what Clinton said. I would not, nah, from her mouth. I want to hear what Donald Trump said from his mouth. I'm going to listen to the whole speech. Oh, he, he, oh, he said, what, racist? Okay, let me listen to the actual speech. I, I I turn on Facebook, hey, well hey, what part of the what part of Donald Trump speech did you did you disagree with? Like what you, you you don't like Trump, right? All right, cool. Like what what exactly did he say that you disagree with what what were you thinking? And no, I ain't watched that Whoa, what you, what you mean? You're talking about you hated the speech, but you didn't watch it? What do you mean? No, I just watched CNN. I, I saw the clip. Okay, you have a nice day. You know what I mean? But my point is when I was watching these debates, I went, and I, y'all can go back and watch them on YouTube, but watch this. Do you guys realize that I, I watched it with my own eyes? Hillary Clinton and, and all Democrats literally ran, and even these Republicans too, they ran from the, the conversation on immigration. Hillary Clinton wanted no parts of it. Bernie Sanders wanted no partisan. They wanted to talk about everything but that. They wanted now watch this. They wanted to talk about Trump's his stance on immigration. They wanted to criticize it. But go, if you if you think I'm lying to you, go back and watch the debate and watch how they literally ran from even discussing. Like it's like yo Hillary, like what, what's your plan for you know immigration reform? Oh you know it's uh, you know that same BS that she always does. And nothing. Donald Trump said, Look, I'm gonna build a wall. We're gonna strengthen the borders. We're gonna hire X, Y, and Z military to patrol the borders, we're gonna build the wall to secure the borders, and that's what it's gonna be. When we tough on uh border, you know, and, and now you can people a lot of people will look at that how you want to look at it. That's what that's what he you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's how he feels. And I my thing is this if Donald Trump never mentioned immigration at all. It would be it would be just like it's been. There would be zero conversation about immigration reform. Guess what guys? The kids would still be getting locked up. They would still they still ironically, here's the here's the ultimate irony. They would still be getting locked up. They'd still be getting enslaved. They'd still be getting separated from their families. The only thing is, watch this, nobody would know about it and nobody would care about it, just like they didn't care about it when Obama was president. There was not. Listen, no, you guys, I I grew up just like you guys grew up. I was around the last 10 years, just like y'all were around. Where was all this conversation about immigration when Obama was in office? I'm just asking, where was it? The stuff people are talking about right now, they were not talking about when Obama was in office. But guess what? Obama deported more immigrants than any president in the history of this freaking country. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a fact. Okay? Listen, let me just say it again. When we're talking that's what that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about immigrants and you know, and deportation and separating families and you know what I'm saying, like ripping families away from their homes, like, okay, you got over here, however you got over here, you're working as a mower or you're doing whatever you're doing, you know what I'm saying, living in undocumented immigrants, you know, and you have, you've built a life for yourself, you have a family, you, you maybe have been here for 10 years, for 20 years, and, and you've, you know, you have a life here, you're maybe from Mexico, from wherever you're from, and, you know, you have this life, imagine being ripped away from that, Imagine being separated from your kids, separated from your 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 life, your school, wherever wherever you go, whatever you do, being separated from that. Obama did that more than any president in the history of this country. When you when I was watching the debates, they I forget I forget who it was, one of the Republicans. Um, they said, "Do you?" I forget the, the context of it, but they asked Clinton specifically. Clinton and Sanders were going back and forth, and I think Bernie Sanders questioned Hillary Clinton about Trump, and she was like, "Hold on, well, you support you supported this, but do you?" He was like, "Do you uh, do you disagree? Do you deny that Obama de- deported more immigrants?" That's how I know. That's the only reason I know. I wouldn't know like the, most people don't know unless I because I watch this debate, I know it for a fact. Because Bernie Sanders specifically asked Hillary Clinton, he said, well, look, do you deny that, that Obama deported more immigrants than any president in the history of this country? She's like, well, no, no, I don't, I don't disagree with that. You know, that's that's true. But, you know, da, 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 da. and she went on with her normal BS. I was like, oh, snap. That's why I say it so much. am like, yo, this came from Clinton and Sanders. And they didn't even deny it. So my point is, and that's not to say Obama is the devil or this and that, but my point is, and what we have to be fair, you cannot have a president who deported more immigrants, who broke up more families, who separated more kids from parents than any president in the history of the United States, and then turn around and look at Donald Trump and say, okay, you're doing this. It was not being done for the last eight years consistently. You cannot do that. That is not right. Do I agree with the things that Donald Trump has done and has allowed to happen regarding certain aspects of immigration reform? Absolutely not. I do not agree with that. I do not agree with kids being detained. The moment he saw that and what Jeff Sessions, whoever, saw it, you know what I'm saying, that should have been stopped. He signed that executive order yesterday. That was a few days too late or however long. I'm glad he signed that that executive order. Where was Obama to sign that order? Where was George Bush to sign that order? Why had that order not been signed in the past? I mean, these are all questions that CNN will not ask, but I'm going to ask, why did it take Donald Trump to sign that order? Keith, listen to what I'm saying to you. Let's just listen to what I'm saying from an intellectual standpoint. Donald Trump signed an executive order preventing and prohibiting the separation of illegal illegal immigrants, you know, from their families. Why was that – was an executive order on that topic not signed by Barack Obama? Why was that not signed by George Bush? Why was that not signed by Bill Clinton? Why are we just now getting this now? This has been going on. These are just questions that I ask. And I said, you don't have to like Donald Trump to ask these questions, but this is something that should have been done a long time ago. Be clear about this. I want everyone to be clear about people are, you are know, uh, just loving Obama and loving everything they did. Ask yourselves, ask yourselves, please, what significant immigration reform came about from the Obama administration. I'm going to pause on that. I see some people checking in on Facebook Live and different places. Shout out to you guys. But while you're doing that, while you're scrolling down your timeline multitasking, ask yourselves, what... Okay, it's easy to criticize, right? It's easy to criticize, okay, he's doing X, Y, and Z. But what significant immigration reform how what did Obama do to strengthen our borders? You know what I mean. What did he do to you know to prevent kids from being separated from their families, or was the was the opposite happening, Were more kids being deported and separated from their families than ever in history? These are real questions. Okay. Well, here, let's let's switch it up a little bit. So I still want to talk about immigration, but I want to talk about it from a different perspective. We have people. On social media, we have people out here in the black community, you know, who are complaining about Mexican kids, little boys, little girls, you know, homeless, no parents, this and that. But let's be honest. Let's just be honest. There are a lot of people out here who won't give a dime to help black kids in their own neighborhoods. Okay? There are parks that are relatively close to me that I won't even go to. I wouldn't even allow my kids to go to because they're dirty, because they are infested. You know, we travel to go to the parks. You know what I mean? Because I don't want them exposed to certain things. I'd rather go out where the white folks are, you know, to to allow my kids to play. It's sad to say that. You shouldn't have to say that. But we all know it's a reality. I like being around the white kids, you know, because their parks are clean. The black parks in the hood, or you know, where there's a high level of, of African American children playing, they t- tend to be dirty. Now, if you think I'm, we don't need to, we don't need to do that. Y'all, no one thinks I'm lying. No one, everyone knows the deal, right? But, but, but yet, people are out here complaining about these Mexican kids. But, but, but who do you mentor? You know, who, who are you a big brother and big sister to? You worried about the kids being separated, but there are kids out here right now who are starving. Little black kids, not you know the Mexican kids, not. Cause see, and so the reality what this tells me is that let's be honest, because I can't I can't sure I can only sugarcoat with so much. The reality is, the people really don't give a damn. You know, and we can be honest. People don't give a damn about these little kids at the border. They really don't, right? They don't. No one really cares. What they care about is an opportunity to jump on the bash Donald Trump bandwagon. So whether it's Mexican kids, whether it's racism, whether it's Melania being, you know, I've heard called a whore, all types of stuff, crazy. Their son, Barron, you know, being a little mentally disabled or whatever. But whatever it is, This is another opportunity to say F Trump. This is another opportunity to be cool on Facebook. Some people think that they look so cool on social media bashing Trump. You you don't look – it's not cool. You look negative. See, when I post on Donald Trump, see, I don't care about likes, okay? I don't care about that. I don't say things for likes. I don't do things for ratings, you know? I don't, I'll say something about Trump. They could get zero likes. I still said it. I don't care. You know, the stuff I care about is I, I like to post about it to my kids, my family, things like that. I don't all this other stuff. I just like to get off my. Like even this show, y'all are listening. But I don't really care who who listens. You're always going to be disappointed because you're never going to be able to get the number of likes that that's, that's going to appease your ego. You guys know what I'm saying? But people are really passionate about being cool. People are really passionate about being liked. Hopefully we're I think we're reconnected. Shout out to you guys listening on, on Blog Talk at home. Shout out to people on Facebook. I think Facebook Live is cool. When I start keeping it too real, bad things happen, as you see. When I start keeping it honest, we get technical difficulty. But that's been our history. You know how it goes. You know what I mean? But so and that's not to say that we should not be passionate about the things that are going on down here at the border. That's not to say that. outrage. All right? I said no child should be separated from a loving family. I said, but the U.S. has needed significant immigration law reform from day one. All right? And that, that's all I really wanted to say about about that. I mean, I think that's enough. Um, But, but again, don't let everything I said be lost. You know what I'm saying? Remember and focus on the timing of it all. Listen, watch. I'm going to predict this. And watch this. From the day that Donald Trump announced his presidency or announced his run for president, from that point on, nonstop, he has been front-page news every single day. Y'all know that, right? And it doesn't matter. I mean, just really think, really think about that. Every single day, there has not been a day that has gone by that Donald Trump has not been front page news in a negative way for something. And people say, "Oh, that's just because he's just a screw up." No, I mean, yeah, that you know that has something to do with it, <laughs> but but it's also and more importantly about ratings and advertising dollars time you lead with Donald Trump on uh, Lester Holmes, NBC Nightly News, uh, all these weirdos on CNN, whoever, that's advertising dollars because people are going to tune in to see, hey, what's going on? You know, don't get caught up in that. Don't be a, a pawn. Don't be a sheep. Have a brain. Don't be a mindless zombie. Think for yourselves. Don't allow CNN to think for you. You know what I mean? The world is not, you know what I mean? It's not. It's bad, but it's not as bad as people may make it out to be. The, 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 one of the ways to control, and you can study this. One of the ways to control the people is to keep people in fear, perpetual fear. It's like it's the same with with the same with corporate America, with your job. You know, if you know, I used to be in banking. You know, when you when a, when a a worker is in constant fear of his job. You know, statistically, people tend to do well. Companies' revenue is higher. You always want someone to be one step away from an action plan. You want someone to be on their third strike or their second strike, going into their third strike. That's when people are on their toes. You don't want people in the workforce to get comfortable. You don't want your citizens to get comfortable. You want them to rely on the government for for everything, for whether it's uh, food stamps, assistance, you know, the threat of nuclear war. That's you ever notice? They want you to be fearful. They want you to be angry about something, because if you're angry about something and fearful about something, then you don't have time to look at the people who you're and what's really going on with the people who have been put in positions of power. You know what I mean? If you're afraid of the government, it's kind of hard to look at the government and be like, whoa. No matter. Who's president? We're really being oppressed. you know what I mean're you know this whole all the shootings and the mass shootings and things like that this is all designed to keep us in fear, and one of the things that we're seeing is and the way the, one of the reasons why people are by the media is you know they're doing such a good job of infiltrating the church, you know because they want people because you can't have faith. And be fearful. So what they're doing is they're keeping people in fear to avoid them having faith in God. It's it's really deep. You know how how can you be? The Bible says to be joyful always, right? If that's what the Bible says, be you know. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. That's what the Bible says. So watch this. If you you can't have fear. And uh, of of everything that's going on in government, and have faith, right? And and you can't be joyful if every single day you turn on the news and you're mad at Donald Trump about something new. But again, that's what the plan is. I was like, it's, it's 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 as uh, deep and as blatant as that, and it's also as discreet and hidden as this. So I watched. I watched. I watched the. Uh, I watched the uh, uh the superhero shows. I watch Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, Supergirl, uh you know, I watch those. I watch those shows, I always have. And, you know, I'm watching Supergirl. How many of y'all watch Supergirl? This is this is crazy. I'm like, yo, these people are so slick with it. And they were uh they were talking about it. they just threw it in there. They're like, Yeah, you got like, you you gotta go back to the future. You gotta come, they were trying to get Marnell, who's one of the heroes on the show, they want him to come with him, leave the present and go back into the future. He's like, Yeah, we you gotta come with us. He's like, Well, I wanna stay He's like, nah, you gotta come. The future's in danger. He's like, There's a new threat. They're like this this guy, they call him the evil one. I said, What? I said they said they call him the evil one. Now how many of y'all Christians out there, how many of y'all, you know, Bible readers out there know how many times does the Bible refer to Satan as the evil one? I'm like, oh, man. But see, again, you got to be tapped into that. You got to know what their agenda is, and you got to know the word of God. And then you catch all these social, you know what I'm saying, political references specifically, you know, poking at the Bible and Christianity as a whole. And people just sit back, and they, there are people out here who really think that Donald Trump is our biggest problem. There are people out here who really think that this, this, you know, Somebody getting shot in the back by a police officer is our biggest problem. No, no, we are at war right now. Spiritual warfare is happening right before our eyes, and people are oblivious to it. It's amazing. It's There's all types of demonic and satanic imagery and symbolism, literally the Grammys, the Emmys, the Oscars. MTV, it's everywhere. Actual satanic rituals going on right in front of your face, right on your TV, in these movies, and people just, oh, you know, whoop-de-do, no big deal. And they think that, you know, police stuff, race, race relations is is our biggest problem. Nah, it's, it's, it gets worse than that. This whole White House thing, this whole, you know, Donald Trump NFL thing. Come on, talk about the NFL. So Diddy comes out and he says, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, he said he wanted to own an NFL team. He's gonna do that. But now he comes out and he jumps on the, the race baiting uh bandwagon saying, Oh, you know what, I'm gonna withdraw my bid and this and that. I don't wanna I no longer wanna be an NFL owner because I don't wanna I don't wanna oppress black men. And I said, if you don't cut the crap, I mean come on. It's like come on, diddy. You you don't wanna you don't wanna oppress. First of all, listen, 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 We I mean at some point the BS has to stop. You can't oppress someone who is making twenty million dollars a year. You know what I mean? Colin Kaepernick, guys, is, you know, feel sorry for him. Oh my gosh, oh Colin Kaepernick, what? Like, yo, he doesn't have a job. No, he he's a freaking multi-million. He a Rolls Royce. He has he has money as a mansion. He is not hurting in any way. Okay, we got to get out of that. We got to stop that. Nobody is being oppressed. Everybody says, oh, you know, you know NFL, you know, the Eagles. First of all, this is the biggest, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Listen, everyone's saying Donald Trump, he canceled, he can't, he, no, no, I'm sorry, he disinvited the Eagles. Now I'm from Philly, and nobody was happier than me about the Eagles winning the, uh, the Super Bowl. I was ecstatic, wonderful. Now the whole thing with this, with the White House thing, is typically when a when a, a team wins a national championship, whatever president is in office, they you know they go to the White House. Okay, that's fine, but that's that person's home, all right? That's where the, Donald Trump lives. That's where Obama lived. That's where Melania, or uh, Melania and, and you know Malia and Sasha and everybody lives. That's their house. So if somebody, and I don't care who it is, like I don't care for Obama. You know what I mean? I don't care for him. I don't care for presidents. So if somebody says, hey, look, you want to just come chill? Now, look, Now if somebody says, hey, look, I want to I want to invite you because I want to sit down and talk about violence in Philly, then I'm going to go and talk about violence in Philly. But if somebody says, hey, you won an award last week, come to the White House and have dinner with me and we'll dance and we'll party and, this and, and I don't care for you, I'm a real dude. I don't care who it is. I'm not going to go and break bread with you if I don't like you and I don't respect you. That's just me. So if you – and that's just – I don't care who it is. I don't even – listen, I don't even have people on my Facebook friends list who I don't like or who make it abundantly clear that they don't like me. And if and if that's somebody out there that I don't – let let me know. Like, I'll delete you immediately or you can delete yourself. Like, I don't – I'm not a fake person. If I don't like you or you don't like me, we don't have to talk. We don't have to be around each other. Period. You know, there's a, there's too much fakeness out here. Okay, I mean that's just how I feel. So I like, don't shake my hand, don't look me in my eyes, and this and that. If you don't like me, so it's like, why pretend? There's no reason in 2018 to pretend. So my point with that is, if if you have if you have, let's say the Eagles, you have the Eagles. So the Eagles won. Now I think they said I know. uh, uh, What's the, uh, Carson, Carson, uh, what's the name? Carson, Carson. What's Carson Wentz said he was, you know, he would go, and some other people said that they would go. But something like half, I think it was like half the team were like, no, we're not going. And I'm like, okay, cool. I have no problem with that. You know, you don't like Trump? Cool. Don't go shake your hand. Don't go smile on his face. I respect that. But at the same time, you also have to respect Trump in that same way. If he's saying, look you know what I'm saying, I'm not, if if you're, if half the team is not coming, you know what I mean? Like, why am I going to have a whole ceremony? He said, I'm not going to have a ceremony for half the team. That makes no sense. So I'm just going to cancel the, the, the actual ceremony. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'll cancel the ceremony and we'll do something else. And, and I don't see the, I don't understand the backlash behind that. You know what I mean? Like, People to my home who don't like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not gonna do that. It's like it's kind of like, all right, all right, I'm gonna have a New Year's Eve party at my house, but me and you get into it, and you say F you, I say F you. Okay, guess what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if your whole family says F you, watch this. Guess who's not coming to the New Year's Eve party? You know, it's not rocket science. I'm not gonna have a party. I'm gonna like, have a celebration with people who I know don't like me. I mean, I would think that would, that's only my little six-year-old daughter can understand. Why is that so hard for everyone else to understand? Like I said, I, I I don't I wouldn't go to the White House to chill, to bust it up, have a good time. That's I wouldn't go. So I don't again I don't have a problem with them not going, right? But at the same, if if I don't if I don't have a problem with them not going, I can't have a problem with Trump for saying, "Well, then stay your ass at home." You know what I mean? You can't have it both ways. If they don't like Trump, then he said, "Look, that's you Trump, okay, well, that's you too." I don't understand. That seems too much like like logic. You know what I mean? People, it's like wow. People want to be able to say anything they want. But then, when Trump or someone else responds, it's like, oh no, you, you should be better than that. You should be there. like, yo, you just said F to me. So, but you know, one of the things I found I find to be interesting was that. But also, I've found that people are more worried about being politically correct than they are being spiritually and morally correct. You know, and I say morally because. You know, we, you look around. I mean, if we're talking biblically. Forget, I mean, we don't even have to talk biblically, but we're just talking morally. But if you want to add the Bible into it, we're, we are worse now than we were in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah when, when God destroyed the whole city. You know, so, I mean, people are worried about the wrong things. Look at, look at the world. Look at how the world was when God sent the floods. You know what I mean? Look, look look at when the flood came, how how horrible the world was when God sent the flood. Things are worse now than they were then. I mean, according to the Bible, you look around, you know, it can't get much worse than, we, than where we're at now. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. How many of y'all know they raped the angel? God sent the angel down to see what's going on. Y'all know this story. Maybe you don't know this story. I did a whole show on that story before, but they they, 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 you know, they sodomized God, the actual angel. You know what I mean? And now, you know, things are, you know, just as bad. There's, there's more blasphemy. If that's not blasphemous enough, you know what I mean? Look at what's going on today. Somebody asked me about, uh, about horoscopes. You know, I said, you know, I mean, we, that's like the first thing people – I talk a lot about relationships on the show. And I, I said online, I said, before you read your horoscope this morning, consider what God says about astrology and other forms of sorcery and, and witchcraft. I said in Leviticus 20:27 20, says, men and women who act as mediums or who consult the spirits of the dead must be put to death by stoning. They are guilty of a capital offense. People who act as mediums or who consult the spirits of the dead – What's that dude on TV, the young dude? What's the dude, that, that, that celebrity, uh, the celebrity medium? That's what they call him. <laughs> yo, that's, yo, it says right here in Leviticus, men and women who act as mediums or consult the spirits of the day. What's that dude? He, he meets with these celebrities to talk to the day. It's like, oh okay, all right, cool. And you're gonna take this and put this on, on, on national T V and it's gonna get all these ratings. Kim Kardashian all these other celebrities have met with this this weirdo who's like fifteen or whatever the heck he is, their you know, their their dead father, the dead sister or whatever. It's ridiculous. It says specifically Google Google Hollywood excuse me, Google Hollywood mediums, celebrity medium says specifically men and women who act as mediums, you know, they should be put to death by stoning. For they are guilty of a capital offense. See, watch this real quick. We as as individuals, you know what I'm saying, as a society, when we think about capital offense, we think of, you know, killing someone. We think of murder. But if you look at biblically, it says they are guilty of a capital offense. See the Bible and God specifically, his laws are not our laws and vice versa. I should say our laws are not his laws. It's like a capital offense in the Bible is more spiritual. When you are offensive to God, that's the real capital offense. The stuff we take lightly, and it's just like, you know, Jay-Z comes out and calls himself stuff ho Beyonce comes out and says all this weird stuff, you know, they look at that as, you know, whatever. That's nothing. But that's a capital offense. Because you're blaspheming the name of God. Bible talks about homosexuality. Man should not lay with, a, with another man. You know, be put to death. These those are capital offences. Things that society has, has put in a, into a, a a big old you know plate of normalcy. You know, things that have become the new normal. Ironically, Bible says in twenty uh verse six says, I will turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community, so set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord who makes you holy. So, you know, as you see, a lot of the things that we as you know, people who live in today's society have just become accustomed to doing and not really thinking twice about are act are actually horrible offenses. You know what I mean? In in the eyes of God. And we have to start being a little bit more careful with that. And we're looking at real quick, I wanna wrap it up. We're talking. look look at Kate Spade. Everyone's talking about Kate Spade committed suicide. What's the other dude committed suicide the next day? You know, we gotta people people are dying out here. You know, a lot of these celebrities out here are unhappy. They are dying. They are depressed, um, you know, at the end of the day because they've sold their souls, you know. they sold their souls. You know, when you, to be a celebrity, to get those millions and millions of dollars, you know, you, you allowed yourself to be a pawn. You know, you've got these celebrities out here throwing up these signs. Everybody just, when they're talking, everyone wants to throw up the diamond sign. That's ridiculous. I've never done that in my life, and I want y'all to understand. When you see people just standing around talking like that, they're you know they are now allowing themselves to be used. That's very deliberate. In case you didn't know, no one talks like that. You know that, right? No one. That's that's one of the. It's like a Illuminati symbol. In case you didn't know, you know. So when you see celebrities doing it, it's like okay, but next thing you know, they they're, they're found dead, killed themselves. It's not worth it. Look at Kanye West. He said, I sold my soul to the devil. It was a crappy deal, but at least it came with a few toys, like a Happy Meal. Fast forward a couple years, you know what I'm saying? You see, you know what I mean? He's going through. He's institutionalized. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's just one example. But every celebrity has that same story as far as selling their soul. Otherwise, they wouldn't be a celebrity. You know, look at Jamie Foxx all this Me Too stuff, and it's it's really crazy. Kanye wasn't lying when he said it was a crappy deal. Because here you have, if you understand how this stuff works, when you get to that point, you're supposed to be protected by certain things. But now that they're basically turning their backs. You know, they turn their backs, Harvey Weinstein took and all these other people took, That they're finding out the hard way that, hey, wow, you, you, you're you betraying me, you know what I'm saying? I was supposed to be protected for all those years of protection. Nah, it's time to pay up. That that ran out. That favor y'all were given by, you know what I'm saying, the protection that we gave you nah, that's not applicable anymore. You know? Jamie Foxx. Um, you know, all these people. You know? But, I mean, so there's that. You know, they're no longer protected. They're now being Attacked in the media for these things That happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago And they control that stuff They're, they're trading them in For this movement, for the money that this movement Is generating It's all about money, it's all about dollars You know, speaking engagements It's all, it's all part of the, the system But one of the things I said online All that said you know, This whole latest Me Too movement We, we gotta stop the foolishness guys One of the things I, I, I talk a lot about Is you know, how women can do a better job of protecting themselves, you know, not being, not becoming a victim. You know, I talked recently about why men cheat, how to avoid being cheated on, how to avoid that whole, you know, situation. And, you know, we, the lady, what did she say? The lady said, uh, you know, she, she, you know, they were in an intimate moment, her and Jamie Foxx, and he smacked her in the face with his penis. I said, come on, <laughs> I mean, like, like, are we serious? Are we, I mean, seriously, are we serious right now? Is that really a thing? That, that really was national news. And not only was it national news, but Jamie Foxx has lost endorsements. People are now looking at him. He's now associated with this negative Me Too movement. Or I should say the negativity associated with the Me Too mo- movement. He smacked her in the face with his penis. What type of crap is that? I mean, let's. Just, I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. It, it's. I can't even talk about it from an intelligent standpoint because it's so stupid. You know what I mean? Like, come on. You're. you're how? Why are you that close to his penis that he can smack? I mean. I mean. It's so stupid. It's, it's so stupid. But let's just entertain it for a second. Let's just say he smacked her with it. I mean, did it hurt? I mean, what, what, how big is it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how big is it that it's a big deal for him to, for her to get smacked with his penis? Like, did it hurt? Like, what? He left a mark and a weld on your face from getting smacked in the, in the mouth with his penis? Like, come on. But aside from that, the real the real issue here is you was about, you were about to go down and, and suck his thing away. That's what – that's what – What really happened, you know, now whether you did it or not, you know, the fact of the matter is you were down there for a reason. He had it out for a reason. You were down there for a reason. Let's stop the foolishness. You know, let's stop it. You know, everybody was not raped. Ladies, stop going over to these men's cribs at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, talking about something. I just want to chill. Now, again, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't want any hate mail. Although, as stay at Gmail. You know, it's fine if you want to send it, you know. But the reality is, you know, if, if no does mean no. I don't care if it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes, it's 2 o'clock. But no means no. My point is don't go there if you're not trying to have sex. Okay? Because I've been there. I've, I've played tug-of-war with the panties, you know. Come here, calm down real quick. I'm pulling. She's holding on for dear life. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. What are you doing? Come on, you know what I'm doing. What do you mean? What am I? What are you doing? You know what's up. Come on, pull pulling down. No, come on, stop, stop, stop. Then after the, the tenth stop, you know what I mean? Okay, oh, fine. You know, like, come on, man. Let's. We're grown. These aren't little girls. These are grown women. Y'all, y'all. Some of y'all are grown women. Y'all know the games y'all play in the bedroom. Stop those games. Because not all the time, don't get me wrong, but a lot of the time, no turns into yes after a few, a few drinks, after a few thoughts of, like, okay, maybe it wouldn't be so bad or okay, whatever. And so I think what we have to do to really protect our young girls is to say, hey, look, don't even – because the, the wrong message is being sent. The message is that you can wear whatever you want. You can go wherever you want. You can say what you want, and nothing justifies rape, and that's true. There is no justification for rape, but that's the wrong message. You know why? Because you still got raped. You see what I'm saying? That's obviously the wrong. I'm not going to tell my daughter, hey, if you go to somebody's crib at 2 o'clock in the morning, make sure you say no if you don't want to do anything. I'm not going to tell her that. I'm going to say, hey, don't go to his crib. At 2 o'clock in the morning, period. Don't go, you know what I'm saying, don't put yourself into situations where, and this is just what I do with the books and the talk show and everything that I do, speaking. I try to help women understand what men, how men think and how we feel. That way, so you don't have to just make a decision from your standpoint. Because from a woman's standpoint, you should be able to go wherever you want and wear whatever you want and do whatever you want, and it'd be fine. But from a male standpoint, everyone isn't your friend. You know, and, a men, and men will, you get out here and play the wrong game with the wrong person, you will get raped. So rather than having to counsel someone who has been raped, I'd rather speak to them beforehand about how to not get raped, how to not put yourself into a position. Because that's, you know, rape is made. I've I've worked with many, many, many women who've been raped and assaulted. And it's, you know, those scars remain, okay? It's very hard. So I, I, you know, and that's unpopular. It's not popular to tell a woman how to behave in order to not be assaulted. But, you know, when I was growing up, my parents taught me how to not be Get caught up in gang life How did they not get caught up in drug life They did, we did role plays Okay, so you're walking down the street Somebody offers you a joint You're going down, you're in this environment Somebody says, take this drink Somebody says, do this This is how you conduct yourself in that situation You know, you're in the hood You see a gun, what do you do? You know My parents taught me this stuff My father, my mother, we were taught Why are parents not teaching These young girls How to not put themselves into certain situations, and you know, I I, I say it every day. We are failing. I'm not going to say we, but it's not me, because you know, I feel like, you know, I I try. I'm gonna try to be there. Not try to be. I'm going to be there in every possible way for my kids. So, unfortunately, that's not how everyone looks at parenting. Otherwise, we wouldn't see you know, pants sagging off the asses, these kids walking around with these nappy hairstyles. Let me just I haven't talked about this. I don't know what's going on out here. And this is some people will take offense to this. Listen. <laughs> Back I'm gonna say I'm gonna see honestly talk. Back in the day and I come from a different era, it's like if you had a certain grade of hair, then you could wear your hair a certain type of way. I was going I know this is gonna be controversial, a lot of people won't like this. But look, like if you had curly hair then you wear your hair and all the little girls, oh your hair's so curly, oh I like his hair. You got a little curly afro. Cool. But listen, that's not that's not everyone's hair grade of hair. You know what I mean? Everyone doesn't have a curly afro. If you have a certain grade of hair, you gotta do what works for you. And this is no disrespect to any woman, this is no disrespect to any man, but you just gotta know what works for you. Y'all know I got a certain grade of hair. I got a certain type of hair. You know what I mean? Shoot, I might be bald in a year or two. You know what I mean? Y'all might not see me with no hair. So it would be irresponsible and probably stupid for me to wear my hair in a certain way. Y'all be like, yo, what's wrong with that dude? That doesn't work for me. I feel like what i am got going on now, that works for me. These kids out here, some of y'all and y'all kids walk around here with nappy hair all over the head, no comb, no brush, no shape up. I mean, at least get a shape up. Have some respect for your, yourselves to not allow your kids to be walking around out here looking like monsters, looking like hoodlums. You know, that's unpopular, but parents, seriously. Because I'm talking to somebody, like every, not everybody, but I know I'm talking to somebody. If your kid got nappy hair and it looks a mess, take them to the barbershop, tell them to cut that crap off. What happened to the waves? What happened to the, you know what I mean the tight shape-ups? Not sharp shape ups You know what I mean that, that has gone by the wayside For this for this this new generation So I'm gonna leave y'all alone man I'm, I'm gonna get ready to wrap it up It's a few weeks You know It's summertime So Probably you know I mean, I'm here every Thursday If I'm not every Thursday It'd be every other Thursday Y'all know how it goes But You know Just, just As far as the media stuff You know like I said earlier man Don't allow this stuff to overtake you You know Life will go on Whether Donald Trump is in office Whether whoever gets in office next Life will go on Okay If you are somebody who is angry Perpetually angry You know every Don't, don't just jump When CNN says Because there's going to be more stuff You know what I mean There's going to be more stuff Donald Trump will do more things There will be more things that come up Okay, and if every time something happens you react, you're playing right into their their hands. That's exactly what they want from you. All right, guys. So uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. Follow me on uh, Facebook, social media, uh, everything, man. I want to thank y'all for listening and sticking by I me. Mean, everybody listening, understand, guys. This is one of the longest running podcasts in the country. I might even be the very first urban podcast. I may be. I'm not sure, but I probably am. Uh, I don't. I, when I started this show. There were no urban podcasts. There was no internet radio, nothing. So I want to thank y'all from day one for sticking around. Many of you may have been newer, but I want to thank you guys for the support. And um, like I said, follow me on social media. Everything is @daton. Excuse me, YouTube @daton, Facebook uh, Instagram @datontober. I don't do any Snapchat. I'm grown. I don't. I mean, I'm not. You know, walking around with things floating over my heads. I'll leave that to y'all. Grow men out here doing Snapchat. I can't mess with that. I got it. But uh, I will see y'all next week.